Hello again. Thanks for clicking on to Jiffy and Stubbsy. Little bit of a background to this. Dual code rugby star Jonathan Davis came up with the idea that we talk to the influential people in sport on a weekly basis. He asked me to join in. I am delighted, of course. During Series 1, we were joined by the likes of Sir Ian Botham, the wool skipper Connor Cody, uh, Lions coach Graham Rantree. That was terrific. Tour de France winner Geraint Thomas. Those podcasts are still available for people to find and click onto, uh, should they wish. So, here we go. Jiffy, I like being positive, you know me, but we're not getting very further forward, are we, for sport or society? I'm sorry, I don't mean to be a gloom merchant here, but no, it's no, not good. No. It's still difficult. Um, you know, it's, it's just everyone's getting a bit... Uh, you know, fed up with it. And this month, I think will be a real test with, you know, the clocks going back, furlough, finishing, hospitality in Scotland have closed the pub. So, but, you know, we've just got to try and, I think it's a lot of common sense. So fingers crossed now, next couple of weeks, lockdowns might be relaxed if the, uh, if the figures drop, but we still don't know, right? Still don't know. Uh, let's bat on. We've got a very special guest joining us. We should say grateful thanks to Kerry London, who are sponsoring this series for us. Kerry, one of the leading insurance companies in the country, and in what are very uncertain times, if you need any expert advice on any financial matter, Kerry London is the place to go. Uh, today's guest, uh, a very talented rugby player. Jiffy, how young does this man look? He looks so uh, young. Sickens me. Sickens me, do I? It's not him being young. It's us getting old, right? That's yeah, the it must be the company I'm amongst. Um, <laughs> Ashton Hewitt plays for the Dragons. Tipped to have a very, very bright future in the game of rugby. Jiffy, I'm going to ask you to put your pundit's hat on uh, a little bit later to give uh, oh, an right. assessment of Ashton's okay. uh, uh, career so far. But first of all, Ashton, I just want to say... Well done. You've taken a stand with an article you wrote recently um, talking about racism in rugby and you're amplifying the message of uh, rugby against racism. And this article is going to appear, I understand, in the matchday programmes, the Pro 14 games for the next two weekends. Um, How did this come about? Can you just give us the background as to uh, what led you to write what is a very, very powerful article? Um, well, thanks for having me for a start. Um, I think it all came about, I've, I've been quite vocal on, on social media, which started a few months ago, um, as, as I imagine uh, you might have seen. Um, but the article really was just um, support from the Pro 14, really, um, you know, to get my message across, because a lot of the time people think as a rugby player that um, maybe my experiences may be different to, you know, a lot of issues that black people face in society. So um, I just wanted to express my experiences, um, what I think people can do, and then what I mean by, um, you know, what I say and what I support. So um, I just wanted to, to get it across to the rugby fans because, to be fair, on social media, um, you know, I've had some brilliant support from fans from all over, um, you know, so I thought that... Um, they, they would do something a bit more formal other than just looking at tweets, which might be a bit uh, up and down at times. You've had, uh, you know, you had all, all about the, the positive response. Ultimately, you know, you've had a few uh, horrible messages, but do you think that society today, Ashton, if you speak out and say something, you're always going to get 60, 40, 50, 50, 90 
10% something. So, you know, you, you just go out there. It's, it's not going to restrain you from, you know, doing more, is it? It's not at all, no. I, at first, I was quite overwhelmed because, like I said, I hadn't really used social media um, to this extent in the past. So, at first, I was trying to engage with everyone and anyone, and I, I quickly learned that that's, uh, yeah. that's yeah. pretty, um, yeah, it's pretty draining and tiresome. So, after I sussed that out a little bit, you know, it, it got a bit easier. Um, but, like you said, it's just society. You're always going to get those people who, you know, have some horrible things to say, but it's the people who are willing to understand and, and you know, learn and accept that maybe they don't know everything, um, as, as none of us do. Um, you know, they're the ones that are worthwhile and they're the ones that are targeted, really. How have you, um, how have you kind of, um, sorry, Ray, how have you um, kind of grown into the rugby? Um, you know, have you experienced a lot of racing? Because, you know, I've played with a lot of, 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 of black players. The first black player to play for Wales, Brownie, yeah. You know, played uh, play with us, and you had Glenn Webb. So, I, I, it's very difficult for me to to understand it sometimes because I've always regarded him as as one of us. You know, and that's what I'm saying yeah. is, I, I just and I to, to get maybe the abuse that you get is can I just I just cannot get my head around because if anything they would take the piss out of me, to be honest, mm-hmm. you know, and say, oh, yeah, a woolly back from Wild West Trim Saran, like, especially Webby. Webby was so funny and forward, you yeah. know. Uh, he, he, he just put me in my box all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the, thing is, the thing is, just, is, like, as a youngster, it was, like, racism. As a child, I faced um, certain incidents that would be you this and that and name calling and yeah. you know there's there's no real understanding behind what they're saying and, and what they're doing and that's why education is so important because I've had direct racism where it's name calling and this and that um, you know throughout my career but they're isolated incidents um, a lot of it will be the sort of racial banter which in all honesty you know for, for many years depending on the severity obviously because some jokes can be more you know, inappropriate than others, yeah. if you like. Yeah. Um, I was finding that the message was getting confused, especially when I was saying what was appropriate and wasn't appropriate, and it was taking a lot of education um, and a lot of time to explain why I was letting some things go and other things not go, and letting yeah. some things go for certain people and not other people. Yeah. Um, so we sort of got to a stage where um, there's obviously different forms of racism, there's different severities, of those forms but if you just you know you try and chuck it all out because of the reasoning behind it it yeah. just saves a lot of confusion for both you know for, for everyone involved really yeah. has it led to more open conversations with teammates but those just people that you meet in everyday life because i'm really enjoying listening to you say that you just need to explain to them that that is that's wrong that's not appropriate and in this tone you're okay with, with 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 certain things and the way we all communicate has it led to more open dialogue and therefore that means there's a little bit of progress a hundred percent a hundred percent you know I've, to, to be fair the dragons dean uh chappy rgm um they've given me a platform to, to sort of express myself and be myself and you know speak to the boys and, and push the fair and i've had boys ringing me texting me asking me stuff about you know podcast articles that i've done um, to learn more about it because like I said 
we've been like some of us have been close friends for years, but this has never really yeah. come up as, as a topic of conversation. So they don't um, assume, you know, if you take racism outside of rugby, they don't take into my experiences, you know, away from rugby because you know we spend most of our time in, in the rugby environment. So, yeah. um, you know, they're they're very shocked to hear some of my experiences, but you know. Um, I'm yet to have a conversation with one of the boys who's, who's had the same experience as me, whether it comes to police or, you know, uh, abuse from touchlines or whatever it may be. Um, so 100% is progress because these conversations wouldn't, wouldn't have been happening otherwise, you know? So yeah. um, it, it, is, it is great and it is moving forward. But I think, it, I it think is, it's edu- is, it, is it educating the ignorant? Yeah. It and is, I'm, isn't it? You know, I think it is, that's... It is. Yeah, because so the majority I've faced, like I said, I've, I've had isolated incidents of yeah. you know, where there's been malice, but the majority of it, you know, racial banter, slurs here and yeah. there, it's just, yeah. you know, it's, it's a lack of awareness and a lack of understanding of why those, you know, jokes or nicknames yeah. or whatever it may yeah. be had, yeah. where they're rooted and, and why they're inappropriate. So exactly. that's why I've always said, if, if, like, I will never take offence to anyone asking me any question under the sun um, regarding race or racism. If they, you know, if it's in a genuine attempt at them understanding and learning, um, yeah. you know, different actions. So 100% is more ignorance than, than malice and, and hate. Do you think sometimes as well, a lot of people in asking you questions, they want to learn. It, there's a desire there to learn about uh, what is the right way forward here. And I'm just thinking yeah. the messages that you're sending out here, I was going to say, magic one time going forward the messaging that you're sending out that can really help to keep momentum going forward because i sometimes think that little initiatives start but then they seem to stutter and then nothing yeah. more comes of it yeah 100 percent, and that's it's, it's finding a you know it's finding a balance because you, you need people to be comfortable to ask those questions to understand yeah. and and that's the most important thing you can't have people being worried that you're going to take offense at anything to do with you know i've come across some people who were afraid to say oh the black bloke you know or yeah yeah you know or you know this or that and and sometimes it's like yeah people are afraid to say the word black and it's like bloody hell come on just just ask what you want to ask <laughs> uh, yeah do you know what i mean don't like you have to have a certain level of sensitivity of course but you know, if, if I know you and, you know, yeah, like that's key, isn't it? genuine, then ask the question because as long as you're learning, it's, it's what needs to happen. Yeah, exactly. So you asked one question on, uh, on Twitter and you said, who's your um, what, inspirational black sportsman? Yeah. You're a black person or black sportsman? I wasn't really sure. And I, it was, I it was just black heroes, really. Because black I was, heroes. I, was, I didn't get yeah. your answer. I didn't see your answer. What was your answer? Well, my answer was um, my first one. I actually, didn't answer it myself anyway. I've been doing. I've been trying to do <laughs> I one a day. You did, and I've I been and yeah, I've been on. educating myself. But my, my first one, really, um, my first one was uh, my my grandmother and a whole generation because I uh, my grandmother was part of the Windrush generation, uh, Jamaican. Um, so I've got a whole side of the family, um, aunties, uncles who, who brought their culture over. Um, and then I, I put another post then about the um, about the black coal miners, and I had an amazing response to that. You know, it, it was just before uh, Nathan Blake did the documentary did, on yeah. BBC. That's good and, documentary uh, as well. 
Yeah. And I you got to say, Nathan Blake's far too cool, isn't he? He's yeah. far too cool, man. He's, you're watching him think, he's like so cool. Hat, earring, his voice. I'm like, oh. But, <laughs> mate, honestly, that one, that, that was a big one for me because I had, yeah. you know, and I'm ashamed to say, you know, growing up, um, you know, being Welsh, you know, that was, that was a real proud moment of something that I didn't know. And, and then yeah. people were sending me pictures on, um, on Twitter of, you know, their grandparents, their black grandparents in the protests and scuffling with police and this and that. And they were real in the thick of it. And it, it's yeah. just something that, you know, sort of got missed from history from what I've seen. And, you know, the obvious amazing. ones are there. And I was at Ray, I said, because I was thinking straight away, well, who's mine there? Well, I was obviously watching Muhammad Ali, right? Yeah. Watching Muhammad Ali's one, and that's a big sporting one. And then you've got the obvious one of Nelson, of Nelson Mandela and all that. But then um, the other one lately, of course, because I, you know, I, I watched him when he finished. I was lucky to be in, in America. Was And lately, that Michael Jordan documentary is just oh, the best sportsman ever for me, right? But now, luckily, we're doing um, a rugby league doc is happening, and Billy Boston's going to get a stat yeah. in Cardiff, I think it was. But the other two, like, it's weird. Clive Sullivan... You know, first uh, English, um, first black uh, international captain, Anthony Sullivan's yeah. dad. You know, I knew him. Then you had Roy Francis, he'd done a Welshman, who's the first one to coach Great Britain. And then you got Ella Rianley, who's, um, you know, who's done both. And I, hopefully there's a doc going to come out on, on those sporting heroes. But, you know, I, I've been very fortunate to, um, you know, to witness the, not, you know, putting everything aside, colour, you know, sex, through my life, and I suppose Ray, watching some of the greatest sportsmen, you know, and you know, but well, there's Mexico seventy behind you, Pele. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's just unbelievable, yeah. you know. And without those kind of people, you know, it'd be a, a sad world, you know. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's an odd environment which we live in. And you said there's a lack of balance and perspective on anything, and I think emotions as well when you go on social media it's just that emotion emotional kind of in the moment you you say something stupid you know and i and i, I and i think you know it's 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 amazing what's what's happening at the moment uh ash well can i say that talk about inspirational figures in a way i'm tying in with what ash said before because i have learned and i use the word learned I've learned so much from Garth Crooks, who was uh, a colleague and a friend, but I've learned so much by talking to him about the issue. So Ashton, I would imagine you talking to your teammates, uh, just as I've been talking to Crooksy for many, many years down yeah. the year. You learn by talking, and that yeah, is... 100%. It seems so simple, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and, and that's, that's what you need, and you just need... Um, it's not easy to talk about it. It's not easy to be no. the person to to relay all that information, um, you know, and be comfortable in doing so. Um, but, you know, the more people, because I say this, like throughout Black History Month, I've been learning stuff about, like I just said, the coal miners and yeah. stuff. I'm learning about black history. Um, you know, I'm learning new things. The same that white people are learning new things about black history. You know, there's going to be white people who know more about black history than me probably, you know. So, mm-hmm. um everyone just needs to talk and i just think it's, it's really important that um you know it, it becomes normalized you know we're in black history month at the minute but it needs to be normalized because things like um you know the, the coal miners example again you know i didn't know that but 
if that was more common knowledge, then that's the ignorant yeah. who think that black people aren't as Welsh as white people. That, you know, that takes a, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Because you know, there are people who yeah. think like that. And if that's just yeah. common knowledge through education and history, yeah. then, it, um, you know, it's, it's slowly solving, solving an issue. Well, well done on, on that. Yeah, we're saying well done. So, like, talk us through now then um, the last few months for you because it's been kind of a disjointed kind of rugby season, finishing, starting. Yeah. What's it all been like, you know, with with prep and then off and then, um, you know, back at the playing? To be fair, the, uh, the Dragons have, have dealt with it as, as best as they possibly could, I think, um, in terms of, staying in touch, communicating, you know, when we were in the thick of lockdown and we couldn't go in, um, you know, we were, we were still um, engaging with each other really well. It did get frustrating because we got quite deep into it, didn't we? But then um, as soon as we were back, everything was clear. And besides, you know, not having your normal meetings and, mm. and things like that and, and being able to have a coffee between sessions and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. It, uh, prep's been very much... Um, you know, a lot more video stuff has been going out on um, WhatsApp and things like that for us to look at and do our homework, you know, maybe away from the environment rather than sitting in a room full of computers because we can't do that. But um, in terms of prep, I think it's, it, it's not strayed too far and we're definitely getting what we need. Yeah. Jiffy, put your pundit's hat on. Tell me about this young, young man's rugby career. Well, you know, he's been. I have to say, it's you know, I watched him a lot, and uh, I, I think it's you've been very unlucky with injuries, haven't you? Which is a major part of any any sporting uh, career. But I think also uh, on the playing on the wing with you know not not the strongest side in Wales. Obviously, if you don't get the ball, you can't show your skills off, no matter how good you are, right? But I think with the, with what they're trying to achieve in um, in the Dragons, I think with the the, the signings that. No, that that they've made, uh, it's on the up, and I think. But the unfortunate thing for me with this year, the Dragons, is uh, you've played against two very very strong sides, haven't you? So on your on your kind of development path, sometimes you need the fixtures to fall with you. And this, who have you got? You got Zebra this week, haven't you? Yeah, Zebra, and so, then. So uh, I, I yeah. So I think then this is the the true valuation of where. The dragons will be at the moment because they played Bristol, right? They're all you know new signings. It's not you know Bristol a good side, and I think you know that was a tough game. And then Leinster first game of the season, where Leinster seconds beat Ulster to win the you know the Pro 14. So yeah. it's been a it's been a tough so and it, and again, it's, I think it's keeping perspective. You know, and let's calm down now. But you you've scored a couple of lovely tries, good finish on on the weekend. You must be unlucky because you put yourself in the frame for for Welsh selection, actually. But you know, obviously, you you're going to be disappointed with not being included. Yeah, there's a bit of disappointment, but you know, I I never, um, you know, never expect anything. You don't fall too hard then when when you don't get um, you know, in the squad. So I've always said I've got to do my job with the Dragons first, and then you know, hopefully the rest will take care of itself. But. Um, I think as, as the Dragons, even though um, it wasn't the result we wanted from no. the start of the season against against Leinster, um, I think we we did we played some good rugby. Um, myself personally, um, I feel um, yeah, personally I feel I'm hitting form and I'm hitting the form I need to be hitting. 
Um, and, and it's the first time I've felt like that really in a couple of years, you know, like you said, injury delays you, slows you down, you know, and, and messes up your rhythm a little bit. So, um, you know, I'm feeling good, uh, feeling positive really, despite the, um, you know, despite not making the squad and hopefully I can keep this form running. Do you think How- it's, um, do you think it's uh, a lockdown issue? Do you think that's benefited you, the lockdown? I know not you know, financially, obviously, and, and, and playing, yeah. but... You know, because of your injuries, you've maybe had... Because players have not had a lot of downtime. So do you think that's mm. benefited you and a lot of other players in now, hopefully, coming back full-time into this season? I think so, yeah, definitely. You know, we had, we, had, um, we had a long time in lockdown and then our games were sort of disjointed. So two weeks on, a week off a game. You know, so, so we had that... Um, I think we've got the lowest injury rate we've ever had at the Dragons at the minute, you know. So, um, so you know, there, there could be a correlation there with, with the amount of time the boys yeah. have to recover and, and repair, you know. So, um, it, it could be, obviously, you never know. But um, it, it was definitely a time where um, you were able to, to freshen up and sort of manage yourself a bit better, 100%. How is your game developing, Ash, in your mind? What areas do you think are moving forward and what are the areas you're looking at where you're targeting, that's where I want to go next? Um, I, th- I think it's just the fundamentals of, of a back three players game, um, you know, that I really need to nail down because, I'm, you know, I'm full of confidence when I've got the ball in my hands, you know, and, you know, beating players and whatever. Um, you know, but the aerial game, um, you know, defence, the last couple of weeks have been a good fix for me because in the derbies, um, you know, it wasn't great from me. Um, you know, I think two tries were dead my wing against the Scarlet. So, um, that's never good. So for me, it's just, it's just laying down, you know, just really consolidating the foundations, um, of, of a back three game. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm confident in my strengths. It's just, you know, aerial skill. Do you have, do you have anyone you can go to ask, you know, do anyone, right? Okay. You're looking at, you, you say it, right. I'm not sure. Cause I had a young kid from, um, yeah, Dragons ring me up last year and ask me a few, you know, a bit of a questions. And, uh, you know, I just had to sit down, you know, and, and chatted to him. So, uh, do you have anyone you can go to and say, look, and say, look, this, look at this back three position now. You should be on a piece of string where one goes back, one goes across, one goes forward, and you communicate in all the time, where you should be standing defensively. If your centre goes in, you know, you go in the same time. Do you, do you have anyone at the Dragons who kind of advises you on that? Because it's easier looking from above and wide and it is on the pitch something so you know I think you need that from from someone at the Dragons yeah definitely we've got Simon Cross um, our defence coach um, he's, he's really good to be fair um, you know he's got his policies and they're, they're pretty much set in stone um, I think my defence has been you know decent in the past um, you know lockdown came out of lockdown I mean, if it was down to rustiness and time away from the game or whatever but I did make a few errors but um I felt that those errors, um, bar a couple of misreads against Bristol, I think my, my defence has been pretty strong the last two games um, against uh, two teams who, who have thrown quite a bit at us. So um, we, we do have we do have our system and we do have someone to, to relay that system to us. Um, it's, it's just about you know being strict and, and sticking to that system. Yeah. Uh, time time is just about beating us, but. Um... Can I assume that going forward, the next big thing is pulling on a Welsh shirt, full international debut? 
Is that something clearly you're targeting for as soon as possible? Is that the goal ahead? That's the goal, and I think that's every Welsh qualified player's goal. Um, you know, it's, it's been my it's been my goal since uh, starting pro rugby. You know, so um, of course. But like I said, if I do my job for the Dragons as best I can, uh, keep working on my game, and then hopefully it comes. But I won't uh, dwell on it too too much. You know, much I have to say, you've had you had the Welsh Cup before me, anyway, because you had a captain under twenty. I didn't have anything until I played for you know the first team. So you're you're ahead of me already. And <laughs> I'm thinking, I think the autumn is. I I'm not sure how Wales will lose it. I think that they will chop and change and use it kind of as a, as a trialing period. So I wouldn't be surprised. You just keep playing well for the you know for the Dragons and do what you're doing. And I'm sure the opportunity will come, you know, may, fingers crossed, maybe in the autumn for you, because I think this might be the, the time to test it all out. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Ashton, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us, Ashton. Time has beaten us. Thanks to Kerry London for sponsoring uh, this series of Jiffy and Stubbsy. As we always say, Jiffy, take care. Ashton, take care. See you soon, everybody. Look after yourselves. Well done, Ray. Well done, well done, Ashton. We'll keep the keep the good work up, mate. Fingers well crossed. Done, Welsh Cup. And thanks for listening to Jiffy and Stubbsy. Hope you'll join us again. Please hit the subscribe button.